This is the Prestigious Initiative. Welcome. I'm Chris Bean, and here with me is Chris Kent. Hello, Mr. Kent. Hello, sir. Today we're going to kind of talk about or discuss the process that we use when we make decisions. Decisions are obviously something that people make and we have to make and you have to make multiple times a day, multiple times a week, you know, sometimes multiple times an hour. And really the really the outcome of those decisions dictate what happens in the next stage of your life, in the next hour of your day, the next day of your week or whatever. And having a an idea, a process that to follow when it comes to making decisions, I think is, is one of the more important things that you could spend some time on establishing. So if you have a, if you have a decision to make, whether it's a huge decision or a small decision, obviously the one thing that you need to do is you actually have to make the choice. You have to decide to have an action, have an answer for this. I'm sure we have all done this. We've taken the opportunity to hear somebody out, to listen to the to the request. And, you know, you don't want to get back to you on a decision for that and think about it and think about it and forget about it and then move past it. And sometimes that person calls you out, hey, do, did you ever make a decision on this? Oh, man, you know, I forgot about that, which is obviously not the best thing that we could do. So if you have a decision to make, understand or realize that you, you have to make that choice. You have to decide to say yes or no or red or blue or whatever the choice, excuse me, whatever the choices are. Now, you don't have to make it in the moment. You don't have to say, you know, as soon as they finish, blue, and, and then, you know, fire, fire off the hip. Take, if you have to take a few moments or a day or something, that's fine. But you need to establish that with the person that you're talking with. Don't, you know, you know what, I'll get back to you and then never have that open-ended. You'd never have a, a finite, you know what, I'll, let me know, or I'll let you know tomorrow my decision on this. Or, you know, this is, this is a big choice, big decision to make. Give me a week, let me think about it, and then I'll let you know next week on Friday. Right? And then that gives you and that other person you're talking with a, a finite time to make this choice. And yes, it puts you under the wire a little bit, and perhaps you work better under the wire. But understand <clears throat> that if there's, a, if there's a decision to be made, you have to make a choice to answer that decision. Don't leave it open-ended. What do you think, Mr. Kent? Mr. Kent, sorry. What do you think, Mr. Kent? That's a, that's a throwback to our, our other podcast. Yeah, I, I'm just and we and of course we work together, and I call you Master Kent at work, and so it's just a a, a callback or a, a fallback, yes, if sir. you would, to that. Yes, sir. I, I understand what you mean, but not everyone might. Just so we're clear, I'm not. I yes. don't make him call me Master Kent. Anyway, uh, I agree with everything you're saying, and, and the, the, the nice part about that too is, you know, it helps us. I think in those situations define who we are as a person as well, because I think we all know that one person or several people in our life who will ask questions and they'll say, Hey, I'll get back to you later. They never get back to you. And you could, it's almost to the point where you can expect when you ask them and they say, Hey, I'll get back to you. You know, okay, they're never getting back to me about this or vice versa. 
or not even vice versa, but they're never going to get back to me this, never going to get back to me on this unless I push them and, and prod them and, and remind them over and over and over again. So being conscious of that with people that we talk to, consciously trying to not be that kind of person where, you know, if someone says, Hey, I need you to make a decision about this thing, or, uh, did you decide about this thing? And you tell them, Oh, you know what? Just give me a little bit more time. Let me get back to you tomorrow. Or depending on the decision, Hey, let me get back to you in a week. Then actually getting back to them in that timely manner and doing what you said you're going to do, I think is, is a huge part of, of your values and how you present yourself and how you deal with other people. Like we've talked about previously and you know, you need to be a person of your word. And if you say, Hey, I'll tell you tomorrow, you need to tell that person tomorrow. Also, it's totally okay for you to say, Hey, I need some time to think about this, or I'm not quite sure right now. Let me get back to you on this. Because I think often is a time too, that we feel like we need to have all the answers or we need to bolster our ego um, by seeming like we have all the answers or knowing everything, which also we've talked about before, it doesn't matter. Like there's nothing wrong with saying, Hey, I'm not sure I'll get back to you when I find out, or Hey, l- let me look into it. Or let me take some time to decide this thing. And, you know, often is the time that we succumb to the pressure in the moment of having to have an answer or having to be able to come up with something. But also there's nothing wrong with taking time to, to process and figure out what you want as far as some of your decision-making but then also how to get back to people too. So I think it's it's not just decision-making that we're talking about in this scenario, but also the kind of person that you are and being a person of your word in those specific situations as far as decision-making is kind of concerned. Um, and, you know, I know we just started, but I was also wanting to talk about decisions on on different scales. So I would consider this these moments and these instances when you need to take time to think about your decision uh, to be you know, farther up on the scale and not say the top of the scale, because there's things that you have to decide about that have a huge impact, whether immediate or long-term on your life and and the trajectory of your life, which maybe you should take even longer to think about considering their impact or how much they're going to uh, change the way you live your life day to day. But there's also, you know, tons of decisions that we make Every single day, you know, there's upward to 35,000 decisions you'll make in a day, whether you're consciously thinking about it or not, you're going to have to decide a lot of different things throughout the day. And, uh, you know, we can even dive into the topic of decision fatigue. And, and, and also, we talked before about routines, and standards and, and rules and codes that we live by to kind of take some of those decisions out of our life there. Um, but we can, can kind of get into that some stuff. But uh, as far as what you just talked about. Yeah, I think, I think it's a good way to live and then also follow up with it. So you are keeping your word in those moments as well, I think is, is important. You know, I think of course, once we say, okay, we're going to give you a, a answer in X days. Okay, great. Probably, you know, even before that I would say is find out all of the information that you can, whether that be from the person you're talking to, you already have, you know, papers or, stats or research that you've done uh, yourself, but understand the implications of the choice that you make, right? You don't want to, you know, um, overthink it, but you also don't want to, you know, just give an answer and not know all all the choices or even what those choices mean or how those affect the people that are going to be involved in this. And so getting the information and 
a lot of the information, all the information that you can gather before you make your choice is, is part of, you know, part of the thing. And of course, I think part of that is hearing from people. Okay. How, what do you think about this? Getting feedback on, on your team or the people involved, your family, whoever, you know, whatever the, the situation calls for, but get feedback from the people who are involved and, and that would perhaps be affected from the choice that is made. You know, what do you think about this? And how do you, what, you know, what do you, do you agree with this? Do you disagree? And, you know, have those conversations. I think that having those conversations is part of the information gathering phase of, you know, saying yes or no, or, you know, making that final decision. And maybe it's, maybe it's a small decision. Okay. What color should we paint this room? And I asked my wife and she says, uh, tan and I say red and I understand red's probably not the, you know, not the best choice. It's not going to, you know, not going to increase the value of the house. I like the color red. She says tan, tan's probably a much better color. Okay. We'll go with tan. Good. Right. And, and she was the person that, that and, and by the way, that the color, the, the room was for her office. And so I probably shouldn't, you know, try very hard to get her office to be painted my favorite color. Tan would be a better choice because it's her office. Right. And so, um, getting information about all the different areas of the, the decision and the different choices, you know, it, it's, we've talked before at least a little bit about iterative testing. And I think part of iterative testing, you get to a point where you don't necessarily have to try the test. You don't have to run the test in order to see what's going to happen. You get to a point where, okay, if I do this, I think this is going to happen. And then this is going to happen. Okay. I don't, I don't care for that outcome. Okay. Let's try again. I do this. This is going to happen. This is, Ooh, okay. I like that better. Okay. Cause there's another choice we can do. You know, you just kind of run through the options, uh, options in your head with the information that you have. If I do this, it's going to make this person happy. If I do this, it's going to really upset this person. If I do this, this person's neutral, okay? And how many of those people do you need to take into effect? How much of that actually even matters for the decision? And how much of it is, you know, is, is going to impact or overlap with whatever other areas? So all that to say is information in decision-making is one of the more important things. I would say, you know, number one, if you're going to make a decision and if you don't, if you're not making it in the moment right now, tell that person that you're talking to or those people, I will make a, a choice by X day. And in that opportunity, in that time frame, do your homework, research, know the, know the, the options available to you, know what those um, mean for the people that are, that are perhaps going to be impacted and let that help you make your decision. Yeah. And, and, and falling back on yet another topic we've already discussed, you can have, those mentors and those companions and the people that uh, you you look to for guidance that have probably been in similar situations to decisions you have to make. And you can talk to them about how they approached it and what they learned about it and what they know about it, what they think is the best choice in that, in that moment, even things that they didn't go through themselves. You can say, hey, here's the predicament I'm in or the situation I'm in. Here's a couple options. What do you think of those options? Or can you already think of a different option that I could take? And they can give you, you know, even more insight or just kind of mention or open your eyes to things that you haven't thought about before. And the thing about this too, is that, you know, depending on the decisions and, and what you have to do, sometimes trying to make the decisions on your own can feel isolating 
and and scary and be stressful because that's all you're thinking about all the time is this problem or this issue and this decision you have to make. You know, it could be as small as the paint on the wall, but just being able to talk about that with someone else too and open someone else into the conversation, I think makes the decision process a lot easier. And that, I'm not saying that you go to someone and they, they give you an answer and you go with that one right away. Maybe you go to two or three different people or you go in and consult, you know, the internet or you, you really take some time to figure out these things. But either way, getting it out there and hearing opinions from other people, I think is only going to make the decision process easier because you're going to be able to hear many different sides of it and different opinions. And then you won't feel like you're stuck making the decision all by yourself and you're just consumed by trying to have to make this decision, but you can actually talk about it and engage with it and really uh, get all your information. Like you said, Mr. Mean, and then attack it from many different sides and kind of really, you know, make the best decision you can. You know, the idea between an informed decision and, and a guess uh, is, is huge. If I'm going to, try to decide about something that is drastically impacting my life. I would hopefully like to know everything that I can know about it. Or if it's just a paint on the wall, you're going to want to know, you know, what's it going to do to the room? What's it going to do to change the value of your house? Is your wife going to be mad at you for staring at red all day long? You want to be aware of all these things before you make that decision. So just trying to get all the information is, is going to be, you know, a key part to that. And then the many different places you can get your information from, from other people, from the internet, from books, from, from videos, things like that. You can definitely find different places and, and people who have been in similar situations or the same situation. And you can hear the decisions they make and, and you can kind of inform yourself to make that decision better, whether it's a decision you're going to make tomorrow or in a week, or if you got 20 minutes to make the decision, try to find out all you can in the time frame that you have. That way you can make the best decision you possibly could make in those, in those scenarios. Yeah. You know, when you talk to a mentor or not even just a mentor, but a friend or somebody else, you are going outside of your own knowledge base. I think we've talked about this before, but you, you know what you know, you know what you don't know, but you don't know what you don't know. Like there's another, if you, if that was a circle, like you have a circle of things that you know, there's a circle of things that you're sure that you don't know. And then around both of those is something that you don't know. And it's the things that you don't know that you don't know. That's where you ask other people, you get their feedback, their input, and then you are increasing the size of the things that you know, or at least maybe even the things that you don't know firmly. Um, that I think at, when you ask other people, that's what you're doing. You're, you're getting insight on things that are outside your realm or things that are outside the, the information that you have at your fingertips now. You know, and I think that uh, I'm I'm somebody who has done this in the past, and I, maybe this isn't the best way to do this. Maybe this is a little bit old-fashioned, but I, if I have a big decision to make, I go old-fashioned, I make a pro and cons list. And I know, unfortunately, now, or I have learned now, when we're making a pro and con list, in your head, you probably have a, a, a want I want X, not Y. And you're, you're weighing the pros and cons between X and Y. And because you want one, you're going to see more pros to that than not that. And so when you're making the pro and con list, you have to do your best to stay neutral and, and fully see that either one of them 
could be the best choice and not force yourself or guide yourself knowingly or unknowingly into the choice that you want to make because it's the easiest for you, because it's the one you want, because it, whatever it is. Um, but making a pro and con list for me has been helpful in the past because I know that that gives me an opportunity to pick up the, the pen and paper and my tablet and, okay, here's my list. Okay. I can put that down and think more about it. Okay. Pick, you know, add things. Okay. Add things. And I know again, for me anyways, being able to put those down on pen and paper or somewhere I can visually look at Okay, this is this, and this is this negative, and this is this positive, and this is this. And that gives me an opportunity to kind of see the potential future that would happen if I chose X or Y. And maybe there's a a better way, a more efficient way to do that, and I'm all ears if you have something for that. But for big choices, big decisions, that's something I have done uh, in the past. And, and so far, seemingly, that's worked fine for me. Um Mr. Kent, what do you do? You have anything that you've done or similar to that? I know I I probably shared the pro and con list with you before. Yeah, and I'm sure we've all heard about the idea of making a pro and con list before. I don't think I have genuinely ever made a pro and con list for any decisions I've had to make. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I I think it depends on the person too. I'm not saying it couldn't have helped me, but I've never done it before, and I'm not opposed to trying it. But you know, I think that for I guess better or worse. I, I don't know. I think that's the problem too. Is it, it, it varies per person. But usually, when I try to make a decision, I try to go with what I'm feeling or what I want more than sometimes always what is logical. And then I just try to brute force it into working. If that makes sense. So, you know, I we talked before about our, 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 our we've talked before about our values, and I, I want to make decisions that are going to help reinforce those values for myself. That. I find myself in situations sometimes that might not always be the most logical or quote unquote, the best decision to make in that time. However, I do try to make those decisions based on what I want and and how it makes me feel again for better or for worse. I mean, I'm here now, so apparently hasn't, hasn't been for worse, but maybe not for the best, but I don't often make those kind of lists. I try to make it, work with how I want it to rather than maybe what is best. I don't know if that makes sense. Like I, I'm sure there's a lot better things I could be doing, um, for my life in the past and for the present, but I've just tried to do things that make me feel fulfilled or make me or help me get to what I want rather than what's probably the best case scenario for that situation. And does, does that sound silly or does that make you do you understand what i'm trying to say i, I, I think so so i think what you're saying is sometimes when you make a choice or decision you don't do it with the intention or the the potential outcome of assisting or helping and this is going to sound maybe not the right way and, and you can correct me for sure um, but you don't do it with the, the per se intention of saying this is going to be best overall but rather this is what's good for me and i'm going to make that choice because this is good for me yeah, but I, I also don't want it to seem like I'm making choices that are going to hurt other people intentionally. I don't, like I'm not going to you know screw somebody over if I I know it's going to hurt somebody necessarily. I think more more in the sense of like you know you have f- three options. One is the worst, two is kind of middle ground, and three is the best option. I would most likely choose two in that situation because two is okay and it gets me what I want. 
rather than three being this is what's going to be absolute best, but it's not going to be what I want necessarily. And of course, I don't want one because no one wins in number one. But number two, I can kind of get what I want and still be okay as opposed to not getting what I want, but be in a better. Does that does it make sense? Maybe it doesn't make sense. I don't. I don't, I don't know how to express what I'm trying to say. Is I, you know, maybe a pros and cons list. I think maybe that's the part. The thing is that too is like, in some of these situations, I know the decision that I want to make, and then I know the decision that is best. But I will do whatever I can to still make the decision that I want to make, and I just try to make that decision work rather than the thing that would, would fix everything. And it just sounds like I'm causing my own problems at this point. But. <laughs> right. So I guess my question is, if you have the decision that is kind of middle ground and you have the best choice, why not choose the best choice? Because I feel like in some situations, the best choice doesn't give me what I want. And so I guess what I mean too is, you know, uh, I, I would argue that we don't have a conventional job, which you and I have talked about before. However, I really enjoy our my job. And so I think the best choice would be to go you know, go to college and, and get a higher degree or go to a trade school and be certified in trade and go make a bunch of money. That's probably would be the best choice of giving a bunch more money. I don't think I'd be happy there. Now, I'm not saying our job is a mistake. It's not a good choice. I think our job is a great choice because it makes me happy. Could I make much more money somewhere else? Absolutely. And in my head, the better choice, is if my goal is to make money, is to go get a different job at a different level. However, the middle ground now is to work this job that I love for less money or could be less money because it makes me happier as opposed to working a job that doesn't make me happy to get more money or not working a job at all. Not working a job at all, I would consider option one, making lots of money something I, and something I don't like doing. Option three, making enough money as something I like doing is option two, if that makes sense. I see. That's an example of, of what that is. Fair. Um, okay. It doesn't always fit into that entirely, but I think that's what I'm trying to ex- express is there's I'm losing out a little bit by choosing this middle ground financially, but I'm a lot happier doing this middle job where I could make more money if I chose another one, but I wouldn't be as happy. And so I guess that's kind of what I'm getting at is I don't there are much better other ways I could I could be making decisions, but I don't think I would I don't think those decisions would line up with my values or goals. And so I try to make the the decision that will line up best with my values and goals, but also put me in a position where I'm not losing out entirely. I see. If that helps to clarify what I'm trying to say. I think it does. And I think, and you know, in listening to you explain that, I I know we talked about this before, but we talked about your present self and your future self and putting your present self through some sort of pain. And this is a, uh, you know, definitely not exact, but you put your present self through some pain or suffering or stretching in order to benefit your future self. And, and you're almost willing to do what you need to do now with the hope, the dream, the desire, the, the idea that that future version of you is going to be better off because of the things you went through now. And that seems to be the idea or mindset that you'd go through when you're making decisions. Yeah, I would agree. Okay. I mean, I don't, not that we're, not that I'm saying that what you're doing, what or that we're, what we're doing now is is miserable or, or, or painful or stressful or whatever. But 
with the benefit of, of helping your future self, because I'm sure, I mean, like most people, you want to be happy in life. And it seems like what you're doing gets you to that end goal of being happy, as opposed to you could work a, you know, a nine to five job that you're pushing paper all the time, but you get paid in, in stacks of money, but you hate your job and it's, it's miserable. It's not fun. It's not fulfilling, but because what you're doing now is, is at least relatively fun, relatively fulfilling, and it gets you happy and will help to lead you to be happy by the end, that future version of yourself, you're willing to do those things to benefit your future self i would think so yeah i mean i like to think so if i'm wrong hopefully no one tells me because that would just ruin everything but you know i try to make decisions based on the values and and right now my value is is to be happy currently and to be able to have the 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 freedom to do the things I want to do and not feel like I'm forced into this, this position where I have to be working all the time to make money so that when I'm 65, I can enjoy my life. I mean, I, again, that's just my personal opinion on it. That doesn't, I'm not trying to impose that upon anyone else, but the decisions I make, I think are largely influenced by my values and the things that are important to me. And so maybe I'm not making the quote unquote best decision, but I'm making the decision that lines up most with, with those kind of values. Well, and, and, you know, I think having a value system, a, a, you know, maybe explicitly written down detailed value system we can talk about later on, but having that and then making decisions off of based on those values that you have is, I would say, arguably the, a better way to make decisions than otherwise, because, okay, these are the things that I value in life. And, in, in order to make a, a value list, a true value list, I believe it has to be or, rank ordered. So you have the highest, most important, overreaching, you know, not, no compromise ever. And then you kind of work down that list for your values. Okay, if I do, if I make decision, if I, if I make uh, choice number one on this decision, it compromises this value. I can't, I can't, I, that, I can't do that. I can't compromise that value. And so, okay, great. So that means that, that, that takes that off the table. It's not even, not even something that I'm considering anymore. Okay. Choice number two, well, that fixed this box and this one, and this one, this one, this one. Well, that, I mean, that seems like it's it. And then decision number three, okay, this checks this box and this box. And it's only two of them. Well, okay. Okay, fine. Fair enough. That's it's easy choice. And you, based on your values that you explicitly made and, and rank ordered and live your life by, and, and you, you don't want to bend or break or fudge on, you make the choice that best suits those choices that, that, that you made to live your life by. Right. Yeah. And I mentioned it earlier, but you know, sometimes you're in positions where you're making a lot more decisions than than other times, or you're having to make harder decisions than other times. And, you know, we, we, we will encounter or run across the um, concept or, or the, the unfortunate event of decision fatigue when you're just, you're too tired of making decisions. You, you can't, you don't have the mental capacity or the energy, or sometimes seems like the time to invest into making good decisions. And so you just don't want to make any decisions or you are paralyzed by trying to make a decision because you've had to make so many decisions. And, you know, I'm sure it'll only get worse to say this now sounds kind of funny, but I think at, at this point in time, we're bombarded with the most decision-making we ever have to make with the way things are. You can have anything, that, any way you want it, however you, you, you want to have it, when you want to have it, where you want to get it. Delivered to your door, door in two days or less. But anyways, 
you know, we do have the, so many options available to us. We have to make tons of decisions all the time and it can be stressful and it can be exhausting. And so we've talked previously about having rules and routines and standards you hold yourself to, which alleviates some of that decision-making. You know, like we've talked before when I wake up and I decide what to wear, I have the dress code. Number one, I know it's going to be black. I don't have to decide about what color to wear. Number two, I know what kind of, of, of dress it's going to be. You know, I know, um, what I like to eat. I know what I like to drink. I know, you know, I've pre-made all of these decisions, so I don't have to make those decisions, which frees, which frees me up to make the other decisions of, of more or less consequence. But again, I don't have to think about it. And so I think along with routines and values and, and things that we can do to help this process, maybe it's worth it to, you know, define the rules for yourself. Like you said, maybe you write them down, your values and your goals and decide, hey, this doesn't line up with what I want, so I won't do it. Boom, decision made, done. You've already determined what you're going to do or what you won't do. And then when it, you, you come across those decisions, you know, okay, here's the answer because I've already thought about this. I've already, I've already pre-planned it. Rather than, you know, you go to McDonald's and they say, oh, what can you get today? Or what can I get you today? And you say, uh, uh, I don't know. I have no clue because there's so many options on the menu. No, you, you have a regular you get. Go default to that. Or, you know, you want something different that day. You probably know when you pull up, oh, I'd actually kind of rather have this today. And boom, done. Do it. And I know that making decisions is harder for some people than it is for other people. But, you know, some of these things that we can make it easier on ourselves, just have a preset answer, have a, a thing ready to go. You know, you, you wake up in the morning and have some water, drink some orange juice and eat a bagel. Do that every day until you wake up one day and say, you know, what? I don't want a bagel. I'd rather have eggs. Okay, boom, have eggs. I don't, I don't, maybe this sounds silly to even say. I don't, I don't know if I sound like I'm trying to teach children how to behave, but it's sometimes as easy as that. Just have a default that you can fall back on. And if you want something different and you're capable of getting that different thing, then do it. Don't stress over it. Don't don't worry about it. Just make the decisions and, and roll with it, you know? And sometimes you're going to make a decision that you regret. You go to McDonald's and you try something you'd never had before and it was terrible. Okay, well, now you know to never get that thing ever again because you made a bad decision and you learned from it. So, you know, from the large decisions we've been talking about to the small decisions that you have to make every day, it all impacts your capacity to to deal with those those uh, situations too. So if you can make things easier for yourself, do it. And then you have the more energy and more capacity to deal with the larger problems or work on projects or spend time with family and friends and, and kind of go back into those things uh, and not be kind of weighed down by, you know, all the millions of hundreds of decisions that we have to make all the time. So as I'm listening to you talk about this, my my mind is working, formulating some sort of like a, a standard protocol for making decisions. And whether it's a big decision or a small decision, obviously we know every day we got to make choices and they could be big, they could be small, they could be somewhere in the middle, they could be hugely impactful or, or minimal as far as what, what pair of shoes you wear to that day. Having a standard protocol to follow when you make those choices, I, you know, would, it seems like greatly assist the decision-making process because not that it would take your mind out of it, but it would put you in the standard mode of being for making choices. And I think part of that, you know, on that protocol is be the type of person who makes choices. 
as opposed to the type of person who doesn't make choices and, and waits to the last minute or, or, you know, is, is late for things because they're, they couldn't decide what to wear for that day or whatever, make choices and understand that sometimes that means you're probably going to make the wrong choice, but because you made a choice, it's better than making no choice. And then you, and then, you know, Hey, that was the wrong decision. Now I know next time at this junction, don't do that. And that that comes back to iterative testing, right? And, and and making some choice is better than making no choice. You make no choice, then then nothing happens. Make some choice. Okay, this worked. This is good. I keep going like that. This this didn't work. Okay, now I know that didn't work. Move on. Do something else. Um, but a, as you're as you're going through that protocol process for yourself, okay, understand that you're the type of person who makes choices, and understand that you know you're not perfect. We're humans. No, no you know, as humans, we do very little, if anything, perfect. So. You're going to make mistakes, and when you make mistakes, learn from those mistakes. Don't dwell on those. Don't don't let those you know upset the rest of your your day, your week, your life, or whatever. Move past them. And as you're making those choices, understand that of course some of them are going to be bigger than others. Some of them are going to be hugely impactful. Some of them are going to be almost no choice at all. Let your values inform or help you inform on your decision. Right, have a have a, a list of, of non bendable, non negotiables that help you inform your life when you are making the choice. Okay, um, I, you know, I'm really disappointed with my job. I have an opportunity. I can move to Ohio, which is five states away, and 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 start brand new, fresh over at this other job, making you know X number of money and. You know, that would be great. And I have that. It's all ready for me. All I got to do is say, I'm, I'm done. I quit. And then you can go and you, you know, you're all set in Ohio. Okay. Well, there's your, there's your, there's your choices. Stay where you're at, unhappy and, and unfulfilled or move to Ohio where everything is brighter and greener and better. Now, the secondary parts to this is if you stay where you are, you get to stay close to your family. Because you stay where you are, your friends get to, or your 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 kids get to continue having the friends that they have. Okay, but if you move to Ohio, you start all over, brand new, fresh. Okay, that means you got to find a new house, you got to sell the house that you're like. There's so many variables to this, and because that's such a huge choice, let that fall back on your values. And depending on who you are, that choice could be very clear. Yeah, I'm going to quit my job and move to Ohio. Or that choice could be very clear. Yeah, right. I'm not moving to Ohio. I'm going to stay where I'm at. But because of who you are and where you are and the different things you've had in your life and the the non-negotiables that you have as a person that are vastly different from person to person, help let that help you make that choice. Despite it being a huge choice, life-changing, because of your non-negotiables, you know, okay, that's a, this no, this is no choice. I know I'm going to stay here or I know I'm going to move to Ohio because that's, that's a non-negotiable. I got to do this. This is better for, for me and my family or this is going to make me more happy or I'm going to stay here because I get to stay close to family and you value family more than whatever else it is. But to say that there is, you know, one choice that is, is across the board best for everybody. I think this is where you were talking about where you're doing things for your future self. Now it's hard to say this is the best choice for everybody. Hands down. Because there very likely isn't the best choice for everybody, hands down. Everybody has their own choices because they are their own people. They have their own non-negotiable items on their list that they inf- that inform their life and how they live their life. 
and you know have that list right? and you know maybe, maybe we're, we're i'm going to make the choice now i think we're going to talk about that list next time so as you tune in next time we're going to talk about the decision making process of establishing your value list your non-negotiables to help you live your life and form your decisions whether it's what clothes to wear or if it's to move to a new state and, and, and start a new job or a new country even that's what we're going to talk about next time so I kind of, sorry, I got off on a tangent a little bit there. Did you have anything to add to decision-making? No, sir. Yeah. I mean, we'll continue this kind of in the next one, but uh, I think it's a good kind of overview and, and realizing how, not how, but, you know, some of the motivation behind decisions we make and being able to be someone who makes decisions and understanding that sometimes it's going to be harder to make decisions than other times. And sometimes we've made so many decisions, it's going to be impossible to make a decision, which in that case, we can try to push it off until later, or we can push it off until later so that we can learn more. But if we push it off until later, we still have to make a decision. We can't just let it float in ambiguity forever. So, you know, I think it's a good opening or beginning to all of that. And I, you know, this caveat goes with everything that we talk about here, but this is our opinion or way that we view things which other people might not hold to. And we're not saying it's the best way to do things, but you know, you know, maybe it's a different way than you think about, or it just helps to solidify what you do think. And, and this, you come to us for uh, some reinforcement, some of the decisions you're making. I, I don't know, but you know, it's, it's, it's a good conversation to have either way. If not, not only for you and I, but hope maybe someone else can kind of tune in and, and, track along with us and kind of approach things differently too. So I think it's a good start. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I would agree. So as, as we talked about last time, we're talking about my, my book that I'm reading. I am going through Jordan Peterson's maps and meeting. I am just barely scratched the surface. I actually, I made, I made it through the preface and chapter number one, which is, um, I feel good about I, my, and now I just finished chapter number one yesterday. So my reading today, I plan on going back through, chapter one and reading over my highlights, my underlines, my notes that I've made to fully gain whatever information that I have from that. And then I even, I, I want to write some takeaways, some key takeaways that from that chapter um, as I move forward. So that's my, my idea or my mindset moving forward for that. But again, I, we talked about this before, but I uh, have no, no hopes, dreams or, or goals of finishing this book next week. Um, I want to do my best to capture and, 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 and soak up all the knowledge that I can. So unfortunately, that means you're going to hear me say Jordan Peterson maps of meaning a bunch of times, and I'm okay with that. Okay with that. I am glad that you joined us on our discussion today talking about decisions. Hopefully that helped you uh, in some way, shape, or form making those decisions. Again, tune in next time uh, as we talk about making our values, our non-negotiable items uh, on our list. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, take initiative.